When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast post Crystal Palace. We're in a taxi on the way to King's Cross, so apologies if uh, it, the sound quality's not great, but uh, myself, Chris Woff, joined by uh, Lee Ryder here. Lee, nil-nil draw, and let's be honest, wasn't the best game we're ever going to see. I mean, what was the overall assessment of the match in general? Uh, very underwhelming, really. I think that uh, I, I said before the game I would have you know, taken a point but really Newcastle never looked like they were going to get any more than a point uh, they did have one what I would say was a very good chance when Perez was gifted the ball in the first half uh, but he, he looked so laid back um, to go clean through and fire a very tame shot straight at the goalkeeper you know, he never looked like it. Uh, realistically did Newcastle deserve to get three points out of the game probably not because they seemed resigned to getting a draw and shutting Crystal Palace out and uh, Dubravka was in reasonably good form uh, got the clean sheet but um, yeah not. I, I think it's pretty safe to say it'll be uh, last on match of the day tonight yeah I mean we'll get on the big talking point which was obviously Mike Ashley being in the game a bit later on but just heading into the match there was all the stuff about Wilfried Zaha and then just before the game he had a bit of a back injury didn't look fully fit let's be honest throughout the match and there, was a, there was a few tasty challenges on him from the likes of Federico Fernandes I think Yedlin got booked in the first half all in all although Palace were looking the more likely to score did you think Newcastle dealt reasonably well with the threat that they had? Yeah it did I think um, both Dummett and Fernandes both got decent challenges in um, not not just on Zahar and on others like Townsend was, was dealt with relatively well um, the referee was seemed to be switched on he knew what had been said in, in the week uh, it didn't really fall for anything so and Zahar probably ended the game like quite frustrated really when he squared up with, with Kennedy which was a ridiculous moment to be fair uh, you know the if they'd shown if both players had shown as much fight in the match as as the respective match winners of each team then you know that, that would have been good but sadly um, yeah just the, the whole game just sort of ebbed away in the end and you know it's one when Newcastle dust themselves down it's a point in the bank but they've probably got to beat Leicester next week because the next game is Man United away where they, they may not get anything and you mentioned Kennedy there he was one of the Three players who was restored to the starting lineup. John Joe Shelby was back in there, and then Rondon, who actually went off at half time. Yeah. None of them really took the game by the scruff of the neck, did they? There wasn't, from an attacking sense from Newcastle, that's what's really been lacking so far this season, and clearly that's where the issues are. Because, I mean, defensively, they've only conceded, uh, they've only got a minus four goal difference. Mm-hmm. They've kept two clean sheets, they've only lost by a one goal margin in their four defeats, but they really start, need to start scoring against Leicester next weekend to get that first win. Yeah, I mean, Rondon probably will be frustrated because he's like, a striker that was feeding off scraps, won, won a couple of aerial balls and came off uh, at half-time. It's said to be with a muscle injury. Um, Kennedy, as you say, didn't take the game by the scruff of the neck. 
uh, not the Kennedy that we watched last season who impressed us and you know persuaded Newcastle to bring him back on loan um, but you know in the summer he was linked with teams like Bayern Munich and PSG I mean that he's a million miles away from, from them even talking about those teams so uh, on based on what we've seen so far this season so yeah disappointing from the players that are capable of winning the game but maybe they've had defensive instructions hammered into them I don't know um, that for certain thought Iosi Perez last week against Arsenal didn't look like he was really you know pushing on to provide that spark he seemed to be tracking um, Bellerin in that game so you know they've, they've been given their instructions but you know it looks like Newcastle are going to just slowly stack the points up a bit like last year but you know this this time around they haven't had a, a good start where they had the eight points in the bag so yeah it's it, it's it's worrying in in some respects but in others you think that Rafa Benitez has got the know-how to, to turn it around and I mean if they don't beat Leicester next weekend then they're they go to Man United and then the likelihood is you wouldn't expect them necessarily to win there and they're going to go to the next international break without a win they really just need to get that monkey off the back don't they because it's everyone's talking about it now it's a winless start and it, the sooner they get that out, out of the way the, the better because otherwise it's just going to be hanging around their necks yeah it's you know, a bit like McLaren's season wasn't it when it took them until uh, October to beat Norwich um, was Norwich wasn't it it was Norwich 6-2 yeah. um, so they need to, to get something on the board um, quickly but I think after Man United there's a what you could call a less daunting run of games where they, they can't pick up points but you know I think that now that Kennedy penalty miss at Cardiff is looking costly um, that you know they wouldn't be where they are if, if he'd slotted that away but you know I think what people will say is, is that the defensive outlook is, is why they've got um, so few points on the board. I mean, someone who was in attendance to see that today and to see just how little attacking quality Newcastle United have was, was Ona Mike Ashley, first time being in a match since the final game of the Championship promotion season when he was pictured with Lee Charnley and Rafa Benitez celebrating after that game. Mm. He was sat in the crowd, flanked by Keith Bishop, his PR man, Charlie himself and also uh, Justin Barnes who's his lawyer and trusted aide um, strange timing did you think for Ashley to come to this game he hasn't he didn't come to a game last season picks Crystal Palace away the game Newcastle really to get a result from and on a day where some of the Kevin Keegan autobiography has been released and it's obviously very negative where he basically says that he's not welcome at the club anymore yeah I mean generally Mike Ashley um, does things after being advised do them and I think someone's advised him to go the game today um, and sort of show his face, maybe face up to what they see as a, an, an adverse situation. The Keegan comments are very strong, the book's going to be even stronger I think by the time everyone's digested it. It doesn't come at a good time for, for the powers that be at Newcastle because they're struggling at the bottom of the league after not spending any money so uh, yeah interesting timing in, in some ways but think really everyone knows what the issues are they didn't spend money they didn't kick on they didn't give Rafa Benitez a contract you know the, the list as long as your arm isn't it so um, did it make any difference to what happened on the pitch probably probably not uh, the fans you know made their feelings known so they got their a bit more off their chest and they, they know now for sure that he heard it so yeah it's not it's not great it's, it's a negative situation all around but um, Mike Ashley 
until he comes out and you know gives people another interview and says exactly what the the plan is at the club is it still for sale is he prepared to at least take a chance back Rafa give him a contract until he starts coming out and giving those type of answers um, the club's in, in disarray because I mean as you say that the fans made their feelings clear during the first half they were singing for Rafa but that was at the point where we'd had news that, that Ashley was on the guest list but we hadn't actually seen him then but news filtered through in the second half obviously some fans saw it on social media yeah. and that's when the Ashley chants really ramped up there were some banners as well and I mean as you say the fans are making it clear to Mike Ashley and, and to the hierarchy what they want. Do you think you'd have listened? I think he's, well, he's quite stubborn, isn't he, with the money? Um, he'll probably turn around and say that you know Rafa has been backed in some way. He'll have his his narrative to everything that's gone on. But the top bottom of it is that that there's no contract signed. No one really knows where Newcastle go at the end of the season. Um, Carragher said in his column uh, yesterday, you know, have they got someone else lined up? Well, I can't really do that because there's a man in the job. So, just confusion all round, and until uh, until that's all resolved and everyone knows where they stand, you're going to continue having that sort of uh, that negative vibe on on the terraces. And just from that negative, let's try and turn this back round into a positive. Look, it wasn't a great performance. It was a draw, but results went Newcastle's way. Uh, in terms of Cardiff got a bit of a shellacking Huddersfield lost so Newcastle have actually gone up one place they're still in the bottom three but going into this weekly are you confident that they can get that first win uh, against Leicester next weekend? Uh, I think it'll actually be really tough I think Leicester are probably a club that you know have shown the ambition that Newcastle haven't shown I mean obviously they won the title a couple of years ago they've done that because they spent money they invested they got the right people in it in the right places uh, they've continued to spend. They've continued. Obviously, they haven't. Re- they didn't retain the league, or they haven't won anything else. But they've shown they're a proper top, top eight side that that can kick on. So they've got some quality players, uh, England nationals. So it's going to be tough. It won't be. Uh, it won't be like a, you know, in days gone by when you face Leicester and you, you guarantee the points. Um, it, it's going to be a tough afternoon. So again. You know, will Rafa come out after the game and say it's another point on the board? We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Well, thank you for tuning into this podcast after a very wet uh, afternoon in South London when Newcastle got a point in a, in a really poor goalless draw against Crystal Palace. But make sure you listen later in the week when we'll have uh, a proper review podcast of the game. <laughs>